Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, we just read... I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What are you going to do with that statement? Some of you sitting in your seats are saying, that's not true. That's impossible to be true. Well, no, it's the word of God. It is 100% true. Beth Moore says it best. We believe in God, but we don't believe God. How often have you felt the Holy Spirit prompting you to do something? Speak to a neighbor or co-worker, stop and pick up a hitchhiker or another act that was out of character for you and failed to obey that prompting. Sure, God understands your fear and hesitation to do stuff like that, but as Pastor Mark is teaching today, you're going to have to give an account for those things you failed to act upon. Although it's hard to act outside of your comfort zone, you need to remember that people's eternal destinies are what's at stake. You need to overcome your discomfort to benefit the kingdom of God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Humbly Confident. Paul says, you got to get to this little home group over here in Rome, and you'll see what happens. And they go to the home group. And as soon as they get in the home group, the person says, wow, you're new. How did you get here? There's probably 12 people. There weren't buildings like this. There were a little home group of Christians in Rome, and they're scared to death because they see where Paul is. And he would come in and say, how'd you get here? And he said, well, I'm one of the guards for the Apostle Paul. You mean the Apostle Paul shared with you? Well, yeah, he shared the gospel with me. Really? Look what happens as a result of this. But I want you to see what Paul was. What did Paul call himself? A prisoner of what? Take a look. A prisoner of Jesus Christ? Who was he a prisoner of? Rome. Who was he really a prisoner of? Jesus Christ. See, God will never take us somewhere that isn't the will of God for us. He didn't look himself as restrictive. He looked at it as what? A total open door. You say, well, Pastor Mike, I don't think I want to be that. No, you want to be under God's control. You want to be under the hand of the Lord. Paul knew that God was in control of his life in every aspect of that. So the word of God for Paul, even though Paul's changed, the word was never changed. Even though Paul was changed, guess what else never changed? Because of that, Because of that, one more thing happened. Paul could pray. Do you know that prayer is never chained by any circumstance, no matter where you are? We can pray for anybody, anywhere. Anywhere. That's why I've asked you to pray for me. 
That's my whole purpose to challenge you this morning, to reach your potential. Your potential is to reach Jesus' people. And who are those people? Every person that came to this world. There's more than 2 billion people that don't know Jesus Christ. Your job, your responsibility, your potential is absolutely tied in with that. We can tell you how to do it. We can help you how to do it. You simply have to do it. Well, look at verse 14. Because of my chains... Most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God. Look at this. More courageously and fearlessly. Write this down. Humble confidence is infectious to others. Remember what I told you? Paul says the people in Rome were afraid in the home groups. They weren't sharing. They were afraid. But all of a sudden, this guard comes in and he, how did you get here? Well, you got saved. Apostle Paul, he shared with me in prison. And then they're going, well, wait a minute. If Paul shared with you in prison and he's a chain, I don't have any excuse. So they became bold. They became open. They began sharing the gospel. God knew exactly what he was doing. And again, so I want to just challenge you. They're saying, I'm free to go anywhere in Rome. Paul's in jail, and he's winning more than we are, and we're free to go from 12 home groups all over. What? Something's wrong with this picture. Guys, we're free through the Internet and through lots of other mechanisms to bring people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Be bold. Be confidently bold to go and reach them for Christ. So number two... Don't let your circumstances stop you from reaching your potential for Jesus Christ. By the way, what Paul did in that room was called lifestyle evangelism. Most people come to Christ through lifestyle evangelism. Say, Pastor Mark, what is it? Well, many times we'll go out to the streets. We call it cold witnessing. It's great. We challenge people. We set up booze, whatever. We reach a lot of people like that. We reach people in the church. But Paul was sitting there, and he just becomes friends with these guys. Over time, they just begin to ask him, well, how can you be so joyful if you're here? And he begins to share. So how do you know I do it? Do we have to go to prison, put a chain on to do that? No, we have to be friends with our neighbors and our relatives and the people at work. And here's what I would encourage you to do. We're getting ready to summer. Have a barbecue in your house. Invite some neighbors that you know around. They don't go to church, whatever. Just invite them in. And begin to get to know them. Have some fun. Put a little time. Bake some things special. Invite them into your house. Get to know your neighbors and friends. Have a party at work. Bring them in your house. And by the way, when you bring them in your house or your backyard and you have the barbecue grill going, don't have the big TV going with Pastor Balmer. There he is. Look at the video. Would you just sit down and watch the video while I cook the hamburgers? Don't do that. That's ridiculous. Just talk to him about life and you don't even have to mention the Lord initially. And then what happens? When they're hurting, guess who they come back to? You. Because we're the only ones, you have to believe it, that have the answers to life. Be there for them. Encourage them. This is my third one. It's called apathy. Apathy. Here's what I want you to write. Here it is. Complacency, danger number three. Now, why would I call that a danger? Here's what you want to write under it. Contentment doesn't mean that we don't do anything. Some of you go like this. 
Man, I like Paul. I've learned to be contented. Me too. What are you doing? Nothing. I just love watching TV. Just sitting in the back porch. What are you doing for Christ? Man, I'm contented. Don't bother me. I'm fine. That's not at all what Paul said. You can't reach your potential by doing nothing. To get saved, I can't do anything. After I get saved, I can do all things. It's a huge difference. Remember that pride steps up because God hasn't spoken. I just step out myself. But apathy refuses to step out when God has spoken. Turn with me to Ephesians 3.16. Sometimes we're apathetic or we're complacent because we do not understand the power and the resources of God. You know, if you watch some of these TV shows where they go in and they'll rebuild a house over a number of weeks in, you know, those kind of programs. And you wonder how in the world did they change that whole house and the bedroom and the sink and the television, the kids' rooms. Well, that's because their resources were unlimited. I mean, they just have people from all over the world. Look at Ephesians 3.16. Paul says this, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources... God will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. What is unlimited resources? Not limited, unrestricted, unconfined, boundless, infinite, vast. Paul knows that whatever God wants him to do, he can do it. Why? Because Paul knows that God's power is connected to unlimited resources. God will not call you to do something and then go, it's like me. I'm going over to Taipei. And two weeks from now, when I'm there for that week, I get an email from God. Sorry, Pastor Mark, but I'm kind of busy this week. I'll catch up with you next Tuesday. So I'm alone to try to do a sermon in 20 minutes. God isn't going to help me. No, God would never do that. God's a very present help in time of trouble. He's going to be with me. So Paul knew that whatever God called him to do, he could do because God's, God's power is unlimited. We don't have unlimited resources, but God does. Whatever God calls you to do, it isn't about you. All I do is obey, and he brings me the unlimited resources. Start trusting God. Don't be apathetic. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm going to be apathetic. I'm not really... I'm tired of that. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you more like Moses or Caleb? Are you more like Moses or Caleb? Let me show you how this works. Let me give you a little history on Moses. God comes to Moses at the age of 80. Some of you back there, that was your excuse. I'm too old. Killed it. Sorry. He comes to him at 80 and says, you're going to Egypt. And you're going to save the two million Jews that have been in bondage for 400 years. And Moses says to God many times, no, wrong, not me, can't do it. Boom, little, 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 over and over and over again. And finally, we get to chapter four. Look at, by the way, what's the first word in, in, in verse one? What's the first word shouted out to me? But. but if your first response to God after I ask you to do something is but, you're in trouble. So here's what he says. But Moses protested again. He's speaking to God. 
Well, God, what if they won't believe me? What if they won't listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? God had already answered that. Back in chapter 3, God said this, Moses, wherever you go, the great I am is with you. Remember when we taught that? The great I am means whatever you need, I'll provide. So what's Moses' problem? Moses' problem isn't that he can't go. Moses' problem isn't that God isn't going to supply everything he needs. Moses' problem is he's apathetic. He doesn't want to go. Don't blame God for not reaching your potential. It's not God's fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. If I won't step out when God tells me to do something, that's not God's fault. Moses is going to fuss forever. Finally, he goes. But he wasted a lot of time getting there. I don't want to be like Moses. Well, look at the next one. Here's Caleb. When they finally get ready to go into the promised land, they send 12 spies in. Caleb and Joshua were the only two that came back. And the other 10 spies said, God told us to take it, but we can't take it. They they never reached their potential. Look what Caleb says. Then Caleb, he silences all these people who say we can't go. And he says this before Moses. And he says, we should go up and take possession of the land. For we can certainly do it. Now, why did he say that? Because God told him to. He says, I know we can do it. God's commanded us to do it. Let's go for it. Guess what? The majority said no. What happened? For 40 years, 2 million people, they never reached their potential. Round and round and round. They, they died off before they ever got to the promised land. Everybody 20 and over died off before they ever got to the They never reached. You don't want to be like that. I know you don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. But I can't be a person that's apathetic. I have to go for what God calls me to do. No, I can't go out and do everything because that's prideful. But I don't want to be behind. When God calls me to do something, I simply want to do it. Why? Because Ephesians 3 says this, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power work within us to accomplish infinitely more than you and I can even ask or think. See, Caleb didn't even know that verse because that was written in the New Testament. But he knew if God said, do it, do it. Because he could absolutely do it. So I want you to think about this for a moment. Are you reaching your God-given potential? One day I'm going to stand before God and give a response to that. That's not about my salvation. I've been gifted. I have time. You have time. It's all about God and people. Are you reaching your God-given potential? Don't allow circumstances to get in. Don't allow apathy to get in. Quit trying to step out in your own self-confidence. That'll never work. That's simply pride. What is potential? Let me read to you what potential is. Having possibility. Capability, existing and ready for action, but not yet active. On the sideline, ready, not turned on yet. That's where most Christians in the United States live. They're filled with God potential. They're not even ready. They don't even know it. This is a wake-up call to you, a wake-up call to me. I want you to write this down. Never be content to settle for less than God has planned for you. 
Doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter your circumstance, Paul's in jail. He's accomplishing more in jail than I've ever accomplished my whole life. That's okay, I can't compare myself to him. I got to do what God asked me to do. While I'm raising a family, grandkids, whatever, new puppy, Lord help us, all the things in life. For all of us, same thing, surgeries, all kind of stuff, all stuff. All those things are common to every single one. There's nobody different in this place. The reason I show you in the Kimmy pictures is to show you I'm just like you. Got to get up in the morning, a potty, bring her in, potty's right in the house. Hello, thank you very much. <laughs> Bites on our arm, does everything. You have kids do the same thing, all right? I mean, whatever. So life is the same for every single one of us. But God has great potential for us. And I can't use the excuse. I want to reach that potential for God. Now go back to Philippians 4.13. I have a bottle of extra strength Tylenol here. Acetaminophen. And one day I could draw the crazy formula for you, but not anymore. <laughs> Generic. Now let me ask you a couple of questions about this bottle. If I had a, a headache and I took two of these... Would my headache, and I want you to shout out, get better or worse? Tell me. Better. better. Good. If I had a temperature of 103, and I took two of these, would my temperature go up or down? Tell me. it go down. How do you know that? How do you know that? What if I went with that question to Haiti? Out where the guys are. Never seen medicine in their life. How would they answer? They would have no answer. So how do you know it? Because you what? You've experienced it. You've, you've what? You've what? You've taken it. Now, how did you know to take it? You were apathetic and you watched TV. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how did we know to take it? Probably most of us learned from who? A parent. A friend. A doctor. Somebody said, take this, it'll solve this, 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 and this. So to enjoy those cures, what did I have to do? I had to do what? I had to take it. Here's our fourth reason we don't reach our potential. It's called unbelief. Unbelief. You see, we just read... I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What are you going to do with that statement? Some of you sitting in your seats are saying, that's not true. That's impossible to be true. Well, no, it's the word of God. It is 100% true. Beth Moore says it best. We believe in God, but we don't believe God. You see, the more we read and hear and obey the word of God, because that's where faith comes, the more I can trust God. This is a promise. I can do all things, everything through him who gives me strength. That is a promise for God, for every single Christ follower. Now, how am I going to believe it? I'm teaching it to you. I'm your parents saying, if you got a fever, take Tylenol. I'm your spiritual parent saying to you, God has potential for you. Believe it. Step out and trust him. Well, Pastor Mark, I believe in God. I know that. Then believe God. Do you see the difference? 
We have a whole group of people that believe in God. They don't believe God's word. What I read to you in one simple little verse is directly connected to your potential for God. I have to have humble confidence. I'm not any better than anybody else. I just want to do what God's asked me to do. So when I step out, I'm going to just trust God. And that step of faith gets rid of fear. Six months ago, I never knew Hudson Taylor. Now God's called me to step out. It's a very different area. I can't step out in my experience. I'm stepping out because God's called me to do it. It's the same for you with your neighbor next door. Same for me with my neighbors. You know, when you take a dog around the neighborhood now, you meet lots of neighbors. It's a good thing because we're talking. So what will eventually I do? I've already done this. Easter weekend, I invited every dog lover in our neighborhood. (laughs) Is that a good thing? That's a great thing. Was I comfortable doing it? No, I was not. But I knew that's what I needed to do. And I did it by stepping out in faith. Same for you. I'm no different than you. Either you're going to believe that verse for you and begin to accomplish everything God wants for you. Or you're just going to say, a nice verse, Pastor Mark. Really great verse. Thank you so much. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. I want to end this morning's teaching with this. Believe. What Christ wants you to do, Christ enables you to do it. What Christ wants you to do, Christ enables you to do it. You see, I have to take a step of faith. God does everything he can, but I have to take a step of faith. If I have the headache, if I have the fever, a thousand people can tell me that medicine will work. But until I open the bottle and take it. I don't experience the solution. The solution is for you to step out. Please don't leave and go, well, that was a really nice sermon, but it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has everything to do with you. This week, just put your name in there. Mark can do everything God calls Mark to do. His resources are unlimited. And what is he going to call me to do? It's always going to be about my relationship with God and people and the use of my time. Whether as a parent, a grandparent, a neighbor, a co-worker. It's always about eternal things. Because all of this stuff, guys, is gone. So don't be apathetic. Get off your duff. Take a step of faith. Don't be self-confident. Well, best of my, I can do whatever. I just haven't decided what I want to do for God yet. <laughs> Stand back, baby. Because the lightning bolt will come. Well, Pastor Mark, if you know the circumstances I was in, forget the circumstances. Has nothing to do, has nothing but an excuse. And last, you gotta believe. Faith comes by hearing. Why did I teach you this this morning? Because your faith is being increased. I know you want to do what God wants you to do. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the dangers of complacency and unbelief. As you go through your life, and especially when you suffer setbacks, it's easy to want to back away from what God wants you to do. The Bible makes it clear that if you do so, God will be unable to use you. This will cause frustration in your life as you miss out on God's best for your life. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. This completes the teaching, Humbly Content. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin the teaching, The Joy of Sharing Ourselves with Others. You'll learn the benefit of sharing yourself and your resources with other people. You'll hear Bible stories of both givers and takers, how God views those people. You'll also learn more about the giving nature of God. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.